I knew some, but I didn't know it all podcast. I'm your host, Shane Newsom. Welcome to the I Knew Some But I Didn't Know It All podcast. I am your host, Shane Newsome, and tonight I was uh, all over the place. I was losing my words. I was just so excited to be speaking with the guest for today, tonight, this morning, whatever time you're listening to this show, Cynthia Sue Larson from RealityShifters.com. Guys, like it's so incredible that she came on my show. Like I've been listening to her for a few years. Um, like I used, I knew about Joe Rogan for 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 podcasting. I knew about Joe Rogan. I would only watch him on YouTube because I didn't know you could download a podcast app and download podcasts. But somehow I found Cynthia. I think I found her on YouTube. But I found out she had a radio show and that she posted it in MP3 format on her website, RealityShifters.com. And I was, uh, you know, or in that, I was like, yes, I can save my phone battery. And I downloaded her episodes and listened to quite a bit of her catalog. So do yourself a favor. And if this episode interests you, please go check out. She has a, a lot of episodes with a lot of great guests all talking about Mandala effects, uh, Mandela effects, Mandala. Um, that's like uh, the tapestry you see behind me. Uh, in, in some of the video episodes I've appeared in on other podcasts. I have a crazy mandala, I guess you'd call it, trippy tapestry that I, that I keep behind me in the studio. Uh, anyway, this was an incredible episode. We, I, I, Like I said, it was kind of all over the place. I was tired, and I was also just very ex- extremely excited to talk to her and just uh it's, it's she she she's she makes you speechless she's got great things to say um her and i have a very similar experience in uh, that of experiencing singularity and she shares a bit about the, her experience with it and i share my experience uh if you listen to the show you've probably heard me talk about it a bit so i you know give that short mushroom story again but um yeah this is a great episode you can find all the Cynthia stuff at realityshifters.com. She's a best-selling author um, to like four bucks, I think. Um, or at least, I think two of them at least are best-selling. I don't know. Anyway, go check her out. She's awesome. This is a great episode. I had a blast. So I hope you guys have a blast to listen to this. Thanks for checking it out. Um, if you want to come on the show, I know I got a cool little thing at the beginning that says it, but I don't know if you can completely understand it. So if you want to contact me to come on the show and tell me about your crazy psychedelic experience, that is I knew some, but I didn't know it all pod at gmail.com. And Newsome is just spelled N-E-W-S-O-M-E. It's my last name. 
Um, yeah, that about wraps it up. Oh, you can hit me up on Instagram at I knew some pod. Again, Newsome, N-E-W-S-O-M-E. Just get rid of the K. Uh, and no space. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's it, guys. I'm going to play the trailer for you. I have that similar understanding, too, that there is a very subjective quality to each reality. So just because I'm experiencing something, there's a collective, too. And there are points of view. And other people are not non-player, whatever you call them, NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I know that it's just, this idea of this reality being sort of a simulation. But I prefer the word dream. So if you think of it as a dream, then that's kind of cool because there's an ultimate reality beyond the physical and it is deeper and things like mushrooms probably bring you right into it so you're inescapably there. Welcome to the I Knew Some But I Didn't Know It All podcast. And tonight I am honored to have Cynthia Sue Larson from realityshifters.com. She is a best-selling, um, sorry, I'm losing my words because I'm so awestruck to be talking with you, author. <laughs> and I'm just so pleased to have you here with me tonight. How are you doing tonight, Cynthia? Oh, I'm doing great, Shane. It's such a joy to be with you. Love the what you're doing. I love the title of the podcast, too. That's a perfect. play on my last name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, most people don't get that playful with their names. They take it so seriously. So I like that sense of fun in the adventure. My dad had been saying it like my whole life. So, well, I knew some, but I didn't know it all, son. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name does tie back into some land. I have, I have my family crest on a ring right here. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, I don't like to take things too seriously. The things you should, you know, you do. But other than that, I like to try to have fun with everything. Love it. Well, so I'm glad to be part of it. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here. So tonight we're going to get a little, um, I guess for my show, I like to call it psychedelic because that is my experience with it. But uh, existential, uh, many words that we could use here. But um, we'll probably talk about some Mandela effects. And yeah, so I would like to tell you my experience with Source first and then uh, see what you have to say about it. So I was, I took a, um, a decent dose of mushrooms and I was getting this like beautiful, blissful sense and it's such a familiar feeling, but my buddies who had also taken them with me were like, Hey, come on, let's go outside. Let's go on an adventure. And I'm just like, no, I could like, I had told them repeatedly. I looked them both in the eyes with the most serious, but loving intent. But I said, shut up. I need <laughs> you to be quiet. <laughs> and, um, and they finally just, just left. Um, my cousin, he had watched this movie. I, f I don't, I forget, but they're like, all right, one as I as I guess, like, okay. Like one means okay. But anyway, he'd been saying that a lot. So I kept hearing one, 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 one. And then next, you know, next thing you know, it, uh, my reality dissolves around me and I, you know, return to singularity and i was there for what felt like an eternity um i had like had infinite knowledge infinite 
love and bliss in every single way you can think of. And it was beautiful. But my experience was that it got boring and I wanted to come back into a body and get things going. So my whole idea of, of reality is kind of like solipsis, but I think every, it's everybody's solipsis. Like I, like it's for me, but it's for you too. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But you said it was familiar too. I like that. So it's a feeling like you'd been there before. Like, you know, once I was there and came yeah. back, I definitely knew I had been there infinite times. Right. Yeah. I remember that feeling between lives. I remember that feeling um, like when I was quite young, I wanted to just go back to it because I felt like I was coming into this life too soon. If, uh, that's kind of a bizarre feeling, but I really did. I felt like need more time hanging out with the divine. You know? like, wow. But like I, you said, I was listening to you with uh, inspire nation. You know, I yes. think we, I think we needed you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And it was good to come in um, feeling homesick for that feeling of that, that divine, that infinite. Uh, even if people don't believe in God, you can just know that it's real anyway. It's like, yes. it it's like, it's so real. And I'm glad you've experienced it because it's a little beyond the words we have to talk about it. Absolutely. Um, I had, I've always had like just the inner feeling of, you know, there, there isn't just nothing. And, um, I really, really was connected to that as a, probably up until about five or six years old. And I even told my dad, like about the whole slipsis thing. I obviously I didn't know that word, but I was like, Hey dad, like, don't you think that this is all like just for you? Like, is this like, this is just for me, right? Like whatever I'm looking at, like there's nothing behind me. It's just, I guess that's nothingness because it's not rendering for me. And uh, I don't know. He just told me I was crazy and not to say stuff like that. And then I got indoctrinated into Christianity really hard. And it took psychedelics for me to have the remembering. That's what I like to call it. I don't think you learn anything new. I think you're just remembering it because you are the all of everything. We have that level of access. Um, most of us are operating at like a smaller compressed zone. Like if you think of the, <laughs> like the visual spectrum is red through violet. We know that. So we see the rainbow, but we don't see the infrared. We don't see the ultraviolet. And it's to me, that's what our consciousness is also like that. I think that's not an accident that we get that. And then where you're going with that whole idea of uh, solipsism, that's amazing. I had that similar understanding, too, that there is a very subjective quality to each reality. So just because I'm experiencing something, there's a collective, too, and there are points of view. And other people are not non-player, whatever you call them, NPCs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, because I know that it's with this idea of this – reality being sort of a simulation but i prefer the word dream so if you think of it as mm -hmm. a dream then that's kind of cool because there's an ultimate reality beyond the physical and it is deeper and things like mushrooms probably bring you right into it so you're inescapably there i don't know if your friends i don't know what happened to your friends that was weird they left the room like <laughs> they had a wild experience it was wild when we all came back to i somehow what came back to upstairs in a completely different room 
And I was just like staring at my wood grain door. And that's like what reality all came back to. And I was like, Oh, Hey, there's a door. And then I heard like thump, thump, thump. And they come running in the front door and uh, we all looked at each other and part of my French, we all yelled, Holy shit. And that's when everything like snapped back to I'm, you know, back here. <laughs> and I think it was for them too. It was very strange. Very symbolic to be staring at a door. It's like that whole doors of perception. Yes. Very cool. I like, I don't know. I just like, it's like you think of the matrix and you went through one of the back doors or something. <laughs> yeah. But we can do that all the time. Just walking down the hall and like recognize that gives our subconscious awareness, the opportunity to do a what if, like what if you walk down the hall, come back even to the same room you were just in. Yeah. Could you, but it's not the same. More- examples of, of, of stuff to do like this. Cause I've been really trying to, you know, play with my reality more. That's and, a good one. Um, there's a good one that I learned from my buddy, Brandon Thomas. He's actually the one who inspired me to contact you and have you on my show. I told him he should have, you should, he should have you on his show. And he said, well, I'm not having her on my show. So you have her on your show. So shout out to Brandon. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Well, walking down the hall is one that I've found just um, incidentally uh, during a time that I needed a spice in my kitchen cabinet. I I was looking for nutmeg or something and couldn't find it. But I know that just because it's not there doesn't mean it won't be there. So so one good thing that I know to do and I was doing it was like you just look, you check. It's not there. You shut the cupboard or you can poke around a little bit, look at things. It's not where you think it would be. It's not behind something okay it's not there shut the cupboard but I found it was especially helpful to walk out of the room like walk down the hall because then I really could give myself permission like okay when I come back into that kitchen it's like a whole new experience yeah and so I just keep doing that and I check it a few times never bummed out that it's not there just realizing not there yet okay give it a moment shut the door give it privacy go out down the hall come back and of course it showed up because you know for me it it just needed a few checks and then there it is and i've been able to do that with all sorts of things and i think the hallway is a great tool because you're physically walking and you just tell yourself i'm going to walk back into a whole new kitchen yeah see that was what um brandon told me he said when you when you get into the shower you know your intention is to you know wash all the negative away and come out into a new you know reality that you want to be in exactly Yeah, reality shifting is mostly about letting go, actually, just kind of releasing, surrendering, uh, which you've had some experience with, with the mushrooms. Indeed. (laughs) I don't know where we're going, but but that trust matters. And I think for some people, they're not ready for any kind of adventure or they don't think they are because they're afraid. So uh, before any kind of adventure, even walking down the hallway adventure, because some people might be afraid to even do that. Yeah. Because they're concerned, like, well, what kind of reality am I walking back into? Yeah. Now, you know, you know, I love to ask my favorite question. How good can it get? And how good can it get? I yeah. love that so much. Then you're my life. <laughs> that, I mean, that eventually brought me here to this this podcast because I've i been wanting to start it for a few years. And I, it's the least since I started listening to you, I started listening to you before I got into podcasts. I found Joe Rogan and I was wasting my phone battery, watching him on YouTube with the screen open. <laughs> but then I found you and I was like, oh, wow, she has a radio show that you can download. <laughs> And I listened to 
lots of your catalog. Oh, good. And yes. Yeah, it does make a big difference just to steer with an upward uh, positive direction. And it, it invites all of this participatory universe to play with us in a positive way. So when we're indicating at every point, how good can it get? And we know what good is. It's good for me. It's good for you. It's not going to be good for one of us, but not the other. Getting mm -hmm. back to your one, one, one experience. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so really good. It has to be, we all have to win. Otherwise it's not really good. Yes. Wow. So that's awesome. Um, so, I was thinking it's hard to put to words how um because I know you say you can you know return to that source what is your like like method for that uh well for me it's it's I think it's kind of I came in with a cheat code built in I think it was uh, kind of like firmware firmware cheat code built in <laughs> <laughs> easiest way to describe it to people that are gamers and everything. Um, basically what it felt like was like, I can't forget it. Cause I came in with it. It was a, a longing for that being there um, and such a longing that I sort of pull it in here, which I think I was supposed to do. I think it's by design. So it wasn't an accident. Didn't really come in too soon. What does it feel like? It feels like, well, you know, I think you had a taste of it. It's, it's that feeling we all remember of just being completely surrounded with love was bliss. It's just ecstatic. It's, it feels like, um, like being completely understood, um, completely adored, loved, like there's no mistake. You suddenly realize that whatever happened, it's all somehow for the best. And yes. even things you thought like, uh Oh, like, well, that was just to learn from yes. like, you, like you got it. Yeah. Wow. So I think that this reality is just like the, the mass um, lucid dream of, of the egos. Um, Cause this is duality. And I've been talking with my buddy Lehman Dollins and he has given me the great knowledge of any belief is a limiting belief. Yes. And I had for the longest time, um, I was a big follower of Drunvalel Melchizedek and I didn't take the 70, 30 rule into things, 70% true, 30% false, but it might only be 30% true, 70% false. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you have to use your discernment there. And, um, I'm so excited to talk to you. I keep losing my train of thought. <laughs> All right. Um, where was I at? Uh, you used to be a follower of Drunzilla, and but then you decided that the you can't believe things because whatever belief. Okay, you okay, uh, Lehman. Yeah. Um, so I I was limiting myself into that. Uh, you know, I can't change my reality and do little things like, oh no, I can't find the nutmeg in the in the thing. I'll, let me just walk out and check it again. It might be there. Okay, it's not there. Come back yeah. and it'll be there. That yeah. happens to me all the time. Like I've put my cell phone down right yeah. here, go yeah. in the other room, come back, not there. Where's my phone? Tear the room apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then be like, ah, oh, forget it. <laughs> go walk out in the other room, come back in. It's right here where I put it. Right. Um, so stuff like that would happen. But I'd still be under the belief that since, you know, the mass consciousness of, 
of people don't believe things like that. Like I can, I could heal myself instantaneously. Like I, I don't know. I smashed my finger a few months ago. Maybe I could just meditate on it. And when I come back from my meditation, it's like, I never smashed my finger. Yes. Like what is, what's stopping me from doing that? And for the longest time, it was me thinking it was because other people thought I couldn't do it. And I think that is the reason why I can't do things like that. Cause I'm still a little bit holding on to that. We do have a collective consciousness element in play. And so there definitely is a collective there's uh, which can be a drag effect. It can feel like it's pulling us down a little bit like a weight. And that's a really good point. Like to the degree that we're engaged with other people's truth bubbles, if you will, you know, that idea that each of us has our own subjective sense of reality, but you can really feel it when you're with someone and they wholeheartedly believe something. It's like their beliefs create this energy field. It's, but it's not real reality. And so there's a freedom in questioning and doubting everything you believe. Um, that's true skepticism, which most so-called skeptics don't actually <laughs> subscribe to. I love authentically true skeptics because they will question everything, every belief. It's all up for grabs, kind of like, cool. And that is the mindset of really being prepared for the vastness of the true nature of reality. And from there, when you, when you realize, like you said, you can let go of all those beliefs. I talk about this in my book, Reality Shifts, that there's an advantage in letting go of all of them. Most of us don't know how to do that, but you can see that kids know how to do it, that they've got that beginner's mind. And you know that when beginners often try something, we even say it's beginner's luck. Like, well, of course they got the perfect score. They've never done this before. <laughs> like, wait a minute, just replay what you just said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they got the perfect score because no one told them they couldn't. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so beginner's mind has been long recognized by Buddhists as being something to value. And it comes with that perfect skepticism and letting go of all the beliefs. There's a beauty in that. Uh, it's, it's, it's very powerful. So recognizing that even if you thought you knew something, maybe um, it's like improv is what I like to look at it. I like quantum logic, like improvs, like yes, and. So it's like, okay, so this is supposedly true and it might not be, you know, or maybe, you know, whatever. Let's kind of go with it. So it's yes, and we see that it's collective consciousness that says, Shane can't heal his finger. And Cynthia has often experienced healings of body parts like smashed fingers. So it's okay for it to heal, you know? Yeah. And so then you're kind of working with both. That's what's cool about quantum logic, the awareness that it's not e either or, it's not black and white, it's not binary, it's quantum. Wow, so you just have to let go and know everything's going to be okay. Yes, regardless what it looks like, regardless what your senses are telling you. And you can kind of feel when you get, you know, I can hear it in your heart. I mean, I can hear it in your voice. Your voice is carrying that, that feeling in your heart. Like you can even hear it when you're saying it to yourself. And then your ears can sometimes believe the voice of your heart and that everything can change in that moment. That's another technique is say it out loud so your ears can hear it when you're saying it like you just did from your heart. Yes. And then you've got it. 
Wow. That's another thing my friend Lehman has been telling me. He, um, <clears throat> he does these guided meditations and he said he'll be walking down the street. He lives near DC. So he walks around DC a lot. And, um, it tells you to make like proclamations about, you know, whatever you need to. And he would just be walking down the street and stop and just announce something real loud. And people will look at him funny. He doesn't care. And he just keeps right on walking, listening to his meditation. Excellent. Yeah. And you can do it at home too. It doesn't have to be in public. So people are like, <laughs> like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> you don't have to do it. Yes. In yes. No, he is, he is a very experienced adept. <laughs> I have, I have said this in front of people though, that like a couple of people um, that caused some issues and were not accepting their part of the situation. And my resolution was to tell them in two different occasions, just, like, I'm going to be just fine. Don't worry about it. I've got this. Even though I had no clue what was going to happen next, and they had royally, royally made life impossibly hard for me. And then what, what happened next, of course, was miracles, basically. So yes, it's kind of like that's something about hearing my voice say that, and then it just released whatever weird social dynamic was occurring there wow. where, where we were locked in this funky pattern of they've done some terrible thing and refused to acknowledge it or correct it, which would be very easy for them, but they're refusing that. And I'm just telling them, don't worry about me, even though they're not. That was the other funny part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. I'm like, I've got this. <laughs> and then I actually believed myself. I'm like, this sounds right. And I'm like, but how? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then, then the miracles occur and yes. you know, things happen that there's no reason or rhyme to. Wow. You're making me realize how much I'm, I hold myself back and how much these like mirror, like you, even little miracles happen to me every day. And uh, sometimes I'm just dismissive of them and it, and it makes it makes me sad when I'm in a positive vibe like this. But I'm, you know, glad to remember remember them and I guess try to grow for the next time. And you're helping people with what you're doing with this program. I mean, just this right now could change someone's yes. life completely. That's what I'm hoping for. I hope it changes somebody. <laughs> I hope it like turns that light on like it did for me. Like I, there's just that that wake up moment. You know, there's, I mean, there's many of those, but that, that first big one is just so beautiful. And I, I really hope that it happens for someone from a show. If it does, please contact me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love to hear it too. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have a, a little a schedule or anything to talk about. Um, so I'm very curious since you, um, remember source from birth, um, I'm very into Thoth the Atlantean and he speaks in uh, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth about, you know, other worlds he's visited with other, other men, I guess you'd call it. And I'm wondering if you have had any experiences like that. Oh gosh. Yes. I, I regularly see and experience uh, the presence of what you might call like elves or fairies, you know, they're okay. totally uh, palpable to me. They, they feel like they're these nature spirits. There's a reason they've been recognized on every continent on the planet. Yeah, you know, they're just pretty much everywhere. So they're quite real, and they're not imaginary. And they're they're very. It's but you can also think of it like it's another realm. It's like another world of possibility that's right here, but we usually don't see it because it's again it's not between red to violet. So therefore, it doesn't exist. 
they're imaginary. Like, uh, no, they're not imaginary. (laughs) (laughs) And and they can be really helpful, especially if you're a gardener or, you know, because they love Uh anything having to do with nature. They're very involved in and they're useful even in the house. If you invite them into your home, then they can be quite helpful uh, for everything. I mean, you'd be amazed. Wow. Like anything that's kind of crafty or that you're doing something with your hands and it's and you just need it to go perfectly, a perfect moment to call on some assistance. <laughs> wow. So how do you contact them? Um, well, you can think of it like your house is basically full of um, resonant energies that happen. Like if you ever go into a temple or a cathedral or some place of worship, you might notice that it's got a vibe, even if there's nobody in the room, mm-hmm. because it there's been so much concentrated energy from so many people, maybe doing the same prayers or meditations. If it's a Buddhist temple, it's meditation. If mm-hmm. it's something else, it's prayer. But there's this sort of air of reverence often in these spaces. So you know what I'm I'm talking about. Well, each of us neglects that in our homes usually. I mean, we think of vacuuming and you do the dishes and you do the laundry. um, But very few people realize that the energy that you can bring into every room of your house is an equally powerful um, field. And part of it, believe it or not, are these um, resident energies and entities that are usually kind of invisible but they're there and sometimes i've heard people who are doing mushroom trips actually experience these they'll call them things like elves or machine elves yes i've heard of this i've never experienced anything outside of an extension of myself through psychedelics but um another uh realization i had or i don't know what it is it's a truth to me but um like other planets and stuff and other realities. I think other planets, I don't think you can get in a spaceship and fly to another planet. I think that there might be some sort of portals in the inner earth and all that stuff, but I don't think you need any sort of craft or anything. I think it's just a different reality. You know, there's only one reality you can experience in infinite ways. So I think it, you know, it's just a different vibration or something like you said. So like, I think all of reality is right here, right now. It's like you're walking on a treadmill. Yeah. Time is when you go to that, that point where everything converges, uh, like you're hanging out with God, you're in that one, one, one place. (laughs) (laughs) Or as you know, Aldous Huxley talked about the perennial philosophy and the perennial philosophy concept came from the philosopher um, Wilhelm Gottfried Leibniz. So it's, you know, it's kind of like that idea that it all comes together to a pinnacle, to a point. And even atheists would agree that there can exist such an idea as zero entropy. So you've got everybody on board. you got your atheists, you got Christians, Buddhists, it all converges to that point. And then you're right, at that point, there is no time. So, And space isn't what we think it is either. And that's the ultimate reality. That's that sense of when you're in that presence, that blissed out infinite eternity, It's everything is there. And you you know, to me, it's just such a divine experience. I speak of it with reverence because I feel like I, I just love it so much. And that's where everything comes from. There's no energy shortage because that even comes from this source, from this, you know, this convergence point, this yes. zero entropy. Can I uh, recite a little piece of a poem that I wrote? Yes. Um, love it. All is in the all and the all is in all original source of love. <laughs> that's it <laughs> i love it i'm just feeling it 
sometimes the silence is supporting the words, you know, it just kind of holds that, that space of reverence for it. Indeed. But, I should know that from, from my music. <laughs> super good. I love it. Thank you. That's, um, that was a, that was a really deep song. I, the song was called grand master and I wrote it about the Atlantean and, uh, that's a pretty, pretty cool song. I'm into heavy metal, so I don't know if it'd be your jam, but. <laughs> I know I know a lot of people that love it, so it's cool. <laughs> and as far as having that concept that, that all of the other planetary systems are accessible right here, I would agree with you. So I, th- I think when we limit ourselves to thinking space-time must go in a spaceship with propulsion fuel and it must be our physical body that travels that's not the best or the fastest or the most efficient way to travel or do any of that yes um okay so i also have the experience of that we are all one but that since of that you know eventually i will be you telling me this switch bodies but then it might be you and I'm in your body, but you're in my son's body in the other room and some other random person is in my body. You know what I mean? So I think it's an infinite loop and eventually. So, okay, this is what I wanted to talk about. The big shift that everyone keeps talking about that, you know, everyone eventually is, we're just going to hit this point after so many people do wake up to this sort of consciousness that the people who don't, are just all going to all at once, boom, I'll get it too. And then we'll, you know, shift to the next higher reality or whatever. And I'm, I've always vibed with that. But now since I've talked to Lehman, I've had this thought that it's, it, it should be individual. Like, I don't think this realm is going away. Like, I think it's every realm is there forever. And it, all of them exist simultaneously and maybe for you i guess everyone would come with you and that would happen everyone would all wake up and we'd all shift to the next reality but then another version of us would all st- i don't like this is getting this is getting <laughs> wild <laughs> yeah it's like trying to solve a very tangled web it's like it's all over the place, all these possible realities go in different directions. I, I like the Hopi viewpoint when they talk about that we're moving from the fourth world, and I put my hand over my heart, fourth chakra, up to the fifth, um, then I bring my hand up to my throat to remind myself. So supposedly we've now mastered the heart chakra, or at least we have some masters, some grandmasters on the earth who have. So we can look to them and see like, okay, they've got it. They know how to live from the heart. And we're just moving on on and up. The reason that there is a journey of the chakras to me is because the Hopi say there will be seven worlds. And I put my hand on top of my head and then we'll finally have gotten it. So even this one transformation, this, um, this time of awakening, we're just going from the fourth world to the fifth. We've already, the world has ended many times, according to the Hopi. Every time it sounds like spacemen arrive, basically, which is kind of funky and cool. You know, they talk about how, (laughs) you know, people, by day, you would see like a cloud in the sky and people would, you know, if the world was flooding, for example, then you would just follow the cloud in the sky and you'd be led to the ant people that would have rafts and then you're safe. Kind of like the story of Moses and, or Noah, rather. Noah, yeah. Yeah, Noah and the ark. So there's that. And 
but and by night there'd be a star that would move sounds like a spaceship and again these ant <laughs> people they sound like aliens so it, but maybe they're us from a different time so it's really awareness that there will be assistance and i i don't get fixated so much on the details of these very bizarre stories these are to them it's very sacred stories and this is what is happening and always does happen and there's all these prophecies that seem like they're coming true with dead animals coming back to life again and yes that's wild yeah and we're seeing that too we're seeing these lazarus species coming back like the silicons these massive ocean fish that look prehistoric all my life i'd seen pictures of these dead things and like like we found fossils of these massive things well now they're alive again and not just a few of them like like quite a few like a whole school of silicanth fish wow. big, bigger than a human being and wow. giant tortoises are returning to the galapagos islands where they'd been extinct i mean the next thing you know the dodo will be back so we're, yeah. we're, we're looking at that stuff like okay this is apparently really the tasmanian cool. devil's back around too wow now that yeah. one did so i'm not sure that that did go extinct they remember. said it did Okay. But uh, apparently there's been a lot of sightings recently. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, this stuff is very cool. And that gets into the Mandela effect, which I find fascinating. Because yeah. that's where that involves the collective consciousness, which addresses this whole matter of are we going together or is it? I think even when we go together, not everyone experiences the Mandela effect identically so even when we do kind of go together it's like a it's like a symphony or like you're playing music with your friends but maybe someone's guitar is not like one string is out of tune or something mm. it's like eh, well still sounds all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so exactly. um on, on the mandela effect so do you think it was it was cern doing the particle colliding they collapsed reality and we popped down on a new one <laughs> I don't think that's necessary, but maybe we'll see when they fire it back up again, if it starts activating a lot more Mandela effects all at once, it might be assisting, giving energy for people that aren't otherwise kind of bringing themselves up to speed. Although we're getting a lot of help from all these solar flares and just the way the solar system is moving through the universe, you know, there's a good case to be made that we're getting a lot bombarded with energy lately. And if you look at the Schumann resonance frequencies, they're going off the chart lately. So if, if you associate those things with the Mandela effect also, maybe we don't even need CERN, but yeah, we can see what happens. They're ready to fire it up soon. Like, that's what they said. And <laughs> yeah. I keep waiting. Like, is it going to happen? I know. When are they going to do it? <laughs> then we'll know. Then, then we'll you can just sure. pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it would be happening anyway, according to the Hopi prophecy. You know, basically, this is the time for us to be noticing these kinds of changes. And I think we are, so that's good. Yeah. And as far as coming into the next chakra, the fifth, that really is the throat. So it's expressing ourselves, hearing our voices as creators without um, destroying too much as we do that. So do you think that it'll be like a whole different reality or we'll all just be different as as people maybe not necessarily in different bodies will we be in different bodies in a different place 
with this. Well, I think I think it won't feel. I think people, you know, physically, it's not going to ever feel that inexplicable. There'll always be Wouldn't some be cover story. Yeah, it's going to look like it's kind of normal um, because we're used to it and we're so we're expecting it, so we're creating it through our expectations, and then individually. Really, reality is all based on subjective um, individual co-creations. So we're kind of collectively co-creating it, each of us with our own subjective reality. But we're doing it collaboratively, too, with everything we really genuinely love and care about. And that's the key. Um, so now I forgot your question because I'm feeling that. Because that gets back to that oneness and I'm like, ooh, bliss. And I'm like, what was the question? <laughs> oh, man, I lost it, too. Um, oh, my son is... The son's crying. <laughs> I, uh, I'm so excited. He's getting ready to turn three. And I got another one on the way. Yay. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I'm very excited. Um, so with, with um, my experience, I think that when you go to sleep and you wake up, it could be like I was saying earlier about how um, – you know, I could be you and you could be me. I almost think that it, that could be, I guess, any moment really. Cause how could you tell if you just switched into a new body with all the same memories and everything, but I think it could happen every time you go to sleep and wake up, you might. It actually does. I, I've actually, sometimes I feel like my, my true self is so much bigger than fits in my physical body and my physical brain at any given time. And so often when I wake up, I feel like I'm, really different. And uh, I often have lucid dreaming experiences where I know that's true because I was dealing with something and basically just deciding like this whole reality path is over. So it's not yes. that I'm, it's, it's not that I'm killing me, but I'm just deciding like that whole section of things. Let's not even go there. Let's not do yeah, that. And then that when I wake usually up, how my dreams end. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then, you know, when you wake up, you feel like it's, you're revitalized, like it's a fresh start or it's like some new version of you getting to experience your life. And um, it's kind of like you're cycling through like these hundreds of selves or thousands of selves, like these different facets or other possible realities. And they're bringing them all through. That's something I would wish for myself that I would have an experience of all these possible realities and can bring them together. And I feel like we're all getting that opportunity. Okay. So do you know about the Merkaba, the human light body? Yes. Okay. Um, so what Drunvalo was saying was once you have this activated, you're supposed to be able to retain your memory in between lifetimes. Well, right now in this life right now there, I'm, I'm talking about me having thousands of possible life lives in parallel to this one. So it's a little bit more than would process normally in my brain, but um, sometimes if like, if I need to play the, I, I have jumped on stage and played a drum kit that wasn't mine and I've never played drums before and it was fine. And everybody kind of looked at me like, I guess they assumed I knew what I was doing. What, that's, what actually, that's not what happened. What actually happened. I'm a drummer. Was, ah, 
are you kidding me? <laughs> then you know it's involved. So the drummer had left the stage and I'm like, this is, and it was kind of like, well, I guess they'll muddle along. And then it was starting to, um, it wasn't just that it, it wasn't only that it was bothering me, but I could hear it and I could feel it. And I felt like I need to play the drums. It was a physical thing. Wow. Well, you, you know it because you play the drums, but yeah. I, I, <laughs> and what I, I know what I was accessing, like some reality where I do play the drums and it's yeah. like, and I couldn't stand it anymore. Like, like, let's just fix this. It's very simple. Yes. And also I jump on the stage and I'm playing the drums just, you know, through, through that set. And then the drummer came back and like, I was relieved, but it was fine. And wow. But that's only possible with this kind of an idea that you can do that. And all of these realities are there for all of us. Wow. That's incredible. I've experienced on <laughs> LSD this time. <laughs> um, I was playing guitar in the garage with my buddy who's playing drums. I'm multi-instrumentalist. Um, I swear I was almost every single person who's ever played a guitar. I just kept switching in between them. And I remember like being like famous rock stars too on stage Yeah, and like being them playing their songs and, but it's all just such a fluid, it was like watching a movie, but so wild. And then another experience, I do not condone the use of anything besides food, water, and air. Um, <laughs> I was riding a dirt bike out in the field and um, with psychedelics, they you have what they call the peak and it is what it sounds like. That's the most intense part of it and i usually almost every single time i have an out of body inward body whichever way you want to look at it experience but this time i was on a dirt bike so it didn't let me go fully out of my body but i was i was riding on a beach and then i was riding through the city and i was riding through a jungle and like it's almost the same experience with the guitar i was like almost everybody ever who's ever rode in any kind of motorcycle it was yeah. so, so wild. I guess that's just, uh, you know, uh, I guess source trying to let me know like, Hey, yeah, everything, everything's still one. <laughs> right. Right. When I was growing, when I was quite young, I, I would constantly get this message from angelic presences that were talking to me and they would tell me things like everyone knows what you're thinking. And it's very associated with this concept that we're all connected all the time. And I would think about that because my parents are, um, they were not like me. They were much more like muggles or you know, <laughs> non-experiencers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the weird one in the family, but, but they, um, so I'd look at them and then I'd think, and it would be just, it's, it's such a juxtaposition between, in fact, my father would say, no one knows what you're thinking. My angels are saying like, everyone knows what you're thinking. And, and I decided my angels know what's right. They always tell me everything that's going on. I'm, I'm going to go with that. You know, there's yeah. the wisdom here. And I just, from that early age, um, I realized that everything I was thinking was actually felt by everyone. And I know that's true. I, I know that we have that going on. That people often don't realize that and we're playing this game, you know, pretending that we have privacy of our thoughts, but it's not really a thing. It's not really true. That's uh, an experience I had with, uh, with my dad, he, uh, it's, it's kind of, I hate to bring up like negativity, but when he gets okay. in a bad mood, man, it brings everybody down. Yeah. So. Oof. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it works the other way. It works the other way. I just, I don't, there's no way to get through to the, I guess the muggles, like you have to wake up on your own, but like, I just wish there was a little something I could do to, to like, cause he, he'll, he'll ask me for advice and stuff and I'll give him some and it just goes in one ear out the other. It's why'd you ask me? <laughs> But you're making a bigger difference than you know. I mean, because that, that's true that's, for me too. But I, I, I don't see it either. I think we can't really see it ourselves. <laughs> I think that's with these bodies. <laughs> yes, right, right. Because I would sometimes tell my angels, like, I don't think I'm making a difference here with whatever group I'm with, and and my angels, if I want to make them laugh till they're falling down crying, that's what I have. I just say that, and then it never fails. And then they're like, ha ha ha. And I'm like, when it's when they calm down a bit, I'm like, no, seriously. And then it all starts all over again. <laughs> you know, it just just kills them. It's like the funniest joke in the world. Can like, you tell me about your angel experience? And uh, like, uh, can, like, are you like, can you, or could you like talk to them right now? And they feel yeah. them. And- well, I usually I, I, I try I, I like to proceed through life kind of normal without having too much going on. Sometimes they'll speak so loudly that I'll hear it. And like once they said happy birthday and I was talking to someone I didn't know and they just kept repeating it. And I'm like, Ugh. so I, I thought, OK, I can't even think clearly. So I'll have to say to the strange person, this is embarrassing. Happy birthday. And, and I was going to then follow it up like I just I don't know why I said that. <laughs> But then she said, how did you know? Like, thank you. And like, wow. And I didn't know how to explain that. Like, well, it's these, um, you know, my angels are. So does it, is it just <laughs> like, like a voice? <laughs> Sorry. Is it like, do they, do they have their own voice? Is it your voice? Is it just more of a feeling? Sometimes, no, it can't actually sound like words. Um, like, um, yeah, I was in a martial arts seminar and the instructor had asked a question. The whole group was silent. There were like 30, 20 or 30 people there. But the, in my ear, only, I know only I can hear it in my right ear, just snake. The question was, what animal does this move remind you of? You know, Clearly, you can see this isn't an animal movement and everyone's silent. I'm just, I can't even think of the question because as soon as he asked the question, snake, snake. snake. Wow. And I'm like... And again, to quiet it down, I'll just say it, and then we'll deal with this, you know, snake. And then, and then I realize, oh, that is right. And he looks relieved, like, yes, that's right. And I'm like, <laughs> but usually, um, I don't get my angels shouting. They, they're usually very respectful, and they allow me to muddle through things. But if I ask for help, then they show up. So it's um, so it's not usually as intrusive as this is sounding. <laughs> these, are, <laughs> these are the exceptions, actually. <laughs> But, yeah, angels are cool. I think I know that we all have them. You know, I, I see mine, I feel mine, and it just makes life easier if you acknowledge that there can be this idea that we have uh, inspiration possible to us always and guidance and protection. That's pretty cool, right? And yes. So you got your team. And I trust angels. I, when I was a kid, I would just trust them so much better than people because they, they're just there's their track record was perfect yeah <laughs> whereas people have foibles and shortcomings and moods and so forth so angels just I've, seem steady i know i've always had angels like protecting me because i've been i've been in a lot of i wouldn't they're near near death experiences <laughs> right. so not, not quite but you know um um plenty of those but 
how would I've never like communicated with with them and maybe I have like subconsciously and, and stuff, but I would like how could someone like me consciously start communicating with my angels? Because I feel it would be beneficial to to everything. I would be like you said, goodness is good for everybody. Yeah. Well, I think one of the best ways is just that that method of automatic writing experience. You know, it's that book, okay. AWE. It's a, you know, we, you were talking about Michael earlier. Mm-hmm. And that's Michael Sandler and his book, Automatic Writing Experience. It is actually really good. So um, okay. that kind of approach, I think it would. I love that book because it's written for anybody, even someone who says, but I don't know what I'm doing or I don't hear anything. Or that's fine for Cynthia to say, because she's always seen and felt angels, but I haven't. How do I start? So it really takes you from wherever you are and walks you through a process of basically writing down what you're hearing, what you're feeling. And a lot of the the work involved is um, kind of setting the stage for it, like giving yourself a really quiet time might be in the wee early morning hours. You know, Michael's book is great because it just gives you everything you need to kind of make it work for you. Mm-hmm. And he, he put a lot into that. So I think it's quite well done. So that's perfect, doing something like that. Now, if you're already hearing angels, then just make sure to make time for it more regularly. Invite that in. When you're asking a question like, how good can it get? You're, you are talking with your angels. You're basically putting in your order. for. It's like ordering when you enter the, the restaurant. <laughs> like the usual, how good can it get? You know? <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, good to see you. Glad you want that one. We love it too. You know, and because they're, they're, I, I don't think they have fun seeing everything spiral out of control. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It is nice to sit in the silence sometimes. Yeah. I find it very soothing. You know, I feel like that's a place that, especially for children, they just get rushed so often and they don't get those wide open, open moments of freedom where, you know, just find your own activity. It seems like yeah. everything can be so structured in life and it's nice to have it be wide open again. Wow. So one more thing, we're getting close to the end here. Awareness. How do we become more aware of, of anything, your body, your breathing, your, your chakras. It took me years to finally I was studied up on them, knew about them, knew where they were supposed to be, but couldn't feel them, couldn't feel them. And one day I just let go of something. It was some sort of, I guess, limiting belief of like, I guess a a way I thought they should feel in my body was blocking me from actually feeling them. And, you know, now I can almost just, you know, take a, take a breath. I don't even have to focus on each individual one. I can just line them all up, feel all of them and balance them out in a couple breaths and feel great. So uh, how do you broaden your awareness into new realities? (laughs) Well, I like to be, I like to go to that, that, um, that beginner's mind place with the, as few beliefs as possible just to, to be that point source of consciousness. That's my preferred state of being. So it's kind of weird. I'm in a body. It's like, <laughs> it, it just feels like, what am I doing here? It feels weird. 
That's what it felt like the longest time for me. But then I realized I, I think I like this side better, at least right now. Good. We're glad to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So awareness or attention. One, one excellent ex- exercise that I heard about is just to make things really simple, like focus on the simplest thing. Like breath is very popular these days with Wim Hof. Um, but if you focus on just whatever small thing you're doing, um, just really bring all of your fullness awareness to it. Like what if this is all there is, is this one little thing of washing dishes and then it becomes super trippy. It's like, Oh my gosh, yeah. this is all that there is. And then suddenly you're paying attention to the texture of each dish and the soap and yeah. the water and everything. And it's kind of magical. It's, um, or, or you could do this with the food. Just thinking about all the little bubbles and yeah. <laughs> I know. How fine some of them are, how small, how small do those bubbles get? <laughs> yeah, so attentional focus and awareness is recognizing it's it's the beginning of how we become conscious, really. If if you look at the that philosopher Leibniz again and how he's aware that um, your first percept order of perception of something like touch, physical touch, is um, kind of like the beginning of it, and then you're aware of that perception. And then that's the beginning of awareness of self. Like we're looking for our robots and AI to have self-perception and mm-hmm. self-awareness. That's what we're talking about, levels of awareness. And then what you and I have been talking about through this whole chat today is leveling up, leveling up, leveling up, leveling up, leveling up, leveling up, you know, up to our angelic levels, up, 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 up. And then you get to that point where it all converges and there's that oneness that, that, um, ultimate pinnacle point of zero entropy, infinite eternity. Um, You can also experience that as a presence. Uh, That's how I remember it too, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because then I'm kind of remembering being a little sentient spark of beingness in between lives. And it's, it's a little different than this physical, um, you know, body that I have (laughs) and this identity, but but it feels like it's got this um, carrier wave of consciousness to it. And I know I'm not God at that level. Yeah. So it's not that I am oneness, but I know that I'm connected to it. Yes. I had that similar experience. I uh, was in a very chaotic realm where I was all of the energy, but I was also, you know, watching it like a movie. Um and it was just wild, wild. And I finally, I guess I started breathing more, but I wasn't in my, in my body. It's weird how you can still breathe in that realm, but I finally let it all, you know, I just relaxed and it, and it came to a standstill and it's just this random, like wilder than this behind me had no idea what it was. I was all of it. But then I also was this one little groove and I can remember just being uncomfortable, not feeling it. And then it finally, all I finally just found my little groove and I stopped and it was a a picture of I'd lack of a better word, God, you know, they say we're made in God's image. And I, I feel like I saw that image. I wasn't that image I was, but I was also just, just a piece of that. Yeah, it feels like that. It feels like that uh, Mandelbrot set, kind of like the that infinite kind of pattern that repeats. And... Yeah, my <laughs> uh, my buddy Andy Rouse likes to talk about the Russian dolls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. It feels like that. 
that there's that sense of identity that, that I feel like I still have when I'm, tra- when I'm between lives. Like I still know, like I can remember past lives, possible future lives and all the various possibilities in this one. But we, we've got blinders on most of our daily yes. lives. So this show I that you're doing, you. this is such a, this is an eye opener. This show. Today. I love doing this show because I, lo- I like, I love to listen to people like you and just other, you know, people doing stuff like me because it keeps me in this vibe all yeah. day long because I when I'm by, I, I, I'm by myself a lot at work. I do, I do grass cutting. So I just have headphones on ear protection and just with, with myself a lot of the time. And I, I get pretty mundane when I'm by myself. I just start thinking about uh, just silly things and get sad and, and I'm just like, what am I doing? But then I'll pop on uh, some Cynthia Sue Larson. I'm, vibing and i'm feeling great and i'm cynthia thank you so much for joining me tonight oh, my pleasure thank you it's fun to journey with you tonight i'm sorry i didn't have a, a very very good structure but that's kind of that's kind of that's my show cool. we just we just wing it yeah just have fun with winging it you don't have to apologize for anything it's perfect <laughs> awesome well can you tell everyone where they can find you yes it's reality shifters Dot com is the website and of course i'm on youtube which we've been talking about and mm-hmm. i think i've got a lot of videos there and i've got books that are in amazon and barnes and noble and they're also through my website so and i'm on social media in various places <laughs> facebook if they have me sometimes i get sort of banned slightly um, can't, yeah, like and you never know quite what it is yeah interesting <laughs> interesting experience and then twitter <laughs> linkedin we'll see what it, where it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much for joining me this is such an honor it's incredible meeting you thank you shane for what you're doing and who you are thank you <laughs>